Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stradio Lab, an intellectual podcast about straight culture. And also a stupid podcast about nothing. Don't say that. It's just true. I don't want to lie to our listeners. I'm George Severis. And I'm Sam Taggart. And, and this, this is, is Stradio Lab. Lab. Podcast, podcast starts, starts now. now. Introductory episode of Stradio Lab starts now. Wow. Hello. Hello, and welcome to season three of the critically acknowledged <laughs> podcast Stradio Lab. <laughs> Yes, they're always acknowledging us. If you have clicked play on this, we've been told that we need to sort of introduce who we are and sort of explain what our deal is. You know, like I said, this is season three. So part, I, I'm already coming into this with a certain amount of, I'll say rage, I'll say anger. <laughs> I'm like, you should know at this point. We've had two full seasons. Multiple of our guests have gone on to be stars of the stage, screen, you know, even the arts and sciences. Yeah. Uh, some of them have won Presidential Medals of Freedom, uh, Peabody's Nobel <laughs> Prizes, not the Peace Prize. I know that's an obvious joke, but they've actually won the one for economics. Yeah. And in, in fact, they are not peaceful people. Um, no, generally. no. They have been tried. They're, they're, they've been tried for war crimes, but in terms of their academic work in economics, you can't argue that it's a slay. You have to separate the work from the, <laughs> the art from when, the artist. When, I would say, in general, with our guests, you really have to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> because yes, many of them are war criminals, but they're also really funny comedians and artists. Yeah, and, and I'll say they're really funny comedians, often with no other redeemable qualities. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're listening, okay, so this is Stradio Lab pretty much. 
some backstory on our deal. We started this podcast two years ago. Yeah. And, and you know, just to, just to kind of reiterate what my physically attractive and intellectually supreme <laughs> co-host Sam Taggart said, we're kind of recording this to, first of all, welcome old fans back in and say, hey, Chica. And second of all, potentially introduce new listeners who perhaps heard an ad for the podcast somewhere and said, I don't know who the hell these F slurs are, <laughs> but I think they sound like they could have something to say. So, you know, it's it's chill, it's unofficial. We we just wanted to kind of check in. We wanted to to give you a little tap as you're as you're sleeping in bed and we're we, we made coffee and we're about to leave for work and say, Hey, you awake? <laughs> um, this is our deal. And yeah, to sort of piggyback off of what my beautiful inside and out co-host George was saying <laughs> is that yeah, this isn't an official episode. So if you absolutely hate it, then like fully respect like if you're like this is really boring we not we don't normally like talk about like so this is pretty much our deal like that's not really what our podcast is about no but for that's that is what this is about unfortunately yeah that's just like by definition <laughs> what this is about so if you don't like that then you know your issue is kind of more systemic rather than inter- rather than artistic <laughs> yeah so yeah our podcast is called Stradio Lab and in it you know each episode we sort of explore one element of straight culture that our all-star war criminal guests bring in that's right and 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 elements of straight culture I you know can be anything they can be straightforward we've had episodes on football we have episodes on you know what what else would you say is so straightforward cars cars of course when you think of cars you think you know s- some guy some guy <laughs> named Doug am I right so true or if you you know you think about sororities, you think about fraternities, gender reveal parties. These are so obviously straight. So of course that's one end of the spectrum. Another end of the spectrum is you know more avant-garde topics. We've sure. had a topic on uh, an episode on math with one of our dear friends Josh Sharp. We've had an episode on reading with one of our dear friends Meg Stalter. We had an episode on trust issues with none other than Nori Reed. Nori Reed, uh, two-time guests actually. I w- and in fact the and in fact the last guest we had on. She was the guest for the season two finale and that was by design <laughs> yeah two-time guest four-time war criminal <laughs> you do not want to hear what she has done in latin america no it's bad but nori <laughs> I, I would say you know if, if someone were to ask me what episodes and I, I could never choose between all of my kids and i do consider we have adopted all of our guests so i do consider them our children and we owe billions in alimony yeah Billions, but I would say I would say Nori's first episode on trust issues to me it's like oh, perfect Strader Lab episode. I would say Sarah Squirm's episode on Jackass, the series, a kind of pinnacle of straight culture, uh, another great episode. I don't know what else. What do you think? Other all star apps, Iowa Debris episode on whiteness. Yeah, Iowa Debris coming on. This is like early pandemic talking about whiteness as a straight topic. Yeah, I would say that was when I thought I thought to myself, you know, before that, I was actually a staunch right wing Republican. (laughs) And after that episode, I said, you know, something's not right in our society. Maybe I'll be a centrist right wing Republican. Exactly. (laughs) And now I'm a centrist right wing Republican. I'm kind of a never Trumper, if you will. A Lincoln Project person. Lincoln Project. I was one of the co-founders. Yeah, which is huge. So yeah, um, you know, our podcast, as you may be able to tell, is part lies, part truth. Um, Mm. (laughs) the balancing act of the truth and the lies i mean how do you put up with it george it is i would say 
the, the sign of all great art is that you can never tell if someone's being serious, if they have convictions, if they have any point of view at all. <laughs> They're kind of just saying things, that kind of a series of sentences, a series of words, really hoping, just kind of flying, uh, not even flying, I would say free-falling from a plane and hoping that a parachute will appear because they don't have one on their person. Yeah, every single episode is a free fall. And yeah, sometimes we die. Yeah. Sometimes we crash and we burn. It's true. You know, I'm and I'm trying to think like what other artists of our many peers would you compare? I'll say this. Actually, I have a really good answer for this. Oh, great. I love when you have when you propose a question that you have an answer yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> I propose a question, didn't finish the question, and then already came up with an answer. I was going to ask what artist would you compare our work to in terms of its ethos and its spirit? And, my, and immediately, I know exactly what it is. Who? I just want to hear your answer. I would say it is the new Demi Lovato single, Substance, where the lyrics are, am I the only one looking for substance? But here's the thing. Demi is asking that, but with a wink, with a sense of humor. Yeah. Demi does genuinely believe in substance. And you can tell Demi is looking around the world and saying, what the hell is up with these jokers? Am I the only one looking for substance? And yet, when it's time for Demi to speak, Demi says, just kidding, girly. (laughs) I mean, I can sympathize with her so hard because, like, Demi, uh, I mean... We are always like, oh, what, a gay podcast? Oh, cool. And meanwhile, then we'll host one. It's like, oh, let me guess. They have guests every week. And it's like, oh, that's exactly what we're going to do. And it's like, oh, how hack would it be if they have segments? And it's like, we're literally going to have segments. Well, we're literally going to have segments, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me guess. The guests are a mix of up-and-coming Brooklyn comedians, (laughs) uh, up-and-coming L.A. comedians, some UCB alumni, and then the occasional A-list actor? Sure. Sure. Oh, wait. That's exactly what we're going to do because it's... Being self-aware, and this is tough. Um, this is something I'm constantly struggling with. Yeah. When you are self-aware, it actually doesn't erase the fact that you are doing the thing that you are self-aware of. It's literally not enough. And so thing. many people are like, honestly, okay, no. And I'm not trying to drag her immediately. Talk about being what you, but, um, oh, God, the drag queen that was on this most recent season, uh, Betty, Bet, Bet, uh, Betty, Diabetti, Diabetti, who would always be like, okay, not to be like this person, but I'm going to be right, a huge right, fucking right, bitch right, right. and be like, yeah. not to be a huge fucking bitch, but you all suck. And, um, it's like, yeah, but just because you're self-aware doesn't absolve you of the fact that you are doing it. It's true. And that's kind of what our deal is. I always think back to our past guest guy, Branham, whose topic I believe was uh tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. One of the wisest things he's ever said is that his definition of camp is pretending to do something while you actually do it. <laughs> and in in some ways, that means that everything we've ever done is camp. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Our huge influences of ours are Diabetti, Demi Lovato, and Guy Branham. Right. Yeah. And Guy it, Branham. In the, that order. The big three, we call them. The <laughs> yeah. big three. Yeah. We're always referencing them and their works. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when are the three of them going to collab? That's what I want to know. I mean... A, a Demi Jukebox musical where she is played by Diabetti, written and directed by Guy Branham. Done. Easy. Sorry, are any industry folks listening to this pod? Truly call the damn Tonys and just request the awards come now. Well, okay, we also haven't, like... If people are, if you are listening to this for the first time, this is the first right. time you're hearing our voices. You're That's prob- right. There's probably an element of like, who the hell are they? Yeah, I'm so jealous of you, by the way, uh, <laughs> to, listen to, to listen to us for the first time. 
Yeah, you're probably crying. You're probably like having a breakthrough. You're like calling your therapist and firing them because you're like, yeah. never mind. Well, you know, it's so it's so true what they say. There's uh, there's a, such a so there's so much content out there, but none of it is good. And now you finally found something that is, and you're saying, "Wow, is it the '90s again?" <laughs> finally, something that isn't algorithmically created for me, but also somehow even worse than what I actually want. You know, finally something that is surprising, something I found serendipitously, something that yes, occasionally has ads for direct to consumer products, but ads <laughs> I want to hear. Yeah, I mean, Demi Lovato is listening to this and is like, finally, that's the substance I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I I can stop looking because I found it. God, who's our dream guest? I mean, honestly, well, Demi, Daya, and Guy, of course. (laughs) But then second tier. Second tier, dream guest, dream guest, dream guest. Kim Cattrall. Oh, honestly, if we had a week, (laughs) if we had a week with all the Sex and the City girls... Each one of them gets their own week. Yes. That would be, oh, for Pride Month. That's right. And you know, I'll say this. If you're interested in uh, hearing more about Sex and the City, our previous guest, Lindsay Weber, who weekly is Lindsay Weber, one of one of our North podcasting North stars was uh, a guest and her topic was Sex and the City as a straight topic, recorded during the first week of In Just Like That. What a slay. And look how far we've come. And look how far we've come. You know, now that it's been renewed, actually indefinitely, I read, it's going to be going on until they die. That. So and each you, year, each year they're going to add a one period to the ellipses. So at the end, it'll be in just like that with twenty-seven ellipses. <laughs> I, if there was a contract that was like, "You will make this until you die," I would be like, "Perfect, thank you." Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, thank God, I can finally like actually plan ahead financially for once in my life." <laughs> yeah. So I want to, I want to explain who we are. Yes. So okay. basically, my name is Sam. And, and my name is George, essentially. Essentially. So I think as a sort of toxic couples exercise, we should mm-hmm. uh, ex- describe the other one. Sure. Sure. And uh, because you suggested it, you have to go first. Okay. So my beautiful, sexy, mm. sumptuous Ooh. co-host, <laughs> George. <laughs> well, let's see. George, he's, you know, we have to say it, we fall into roles in this podcast. We do. It's true. And George is uh, the intellectual of the podcast. There have been times when I've referenced sort of a fake tenure ship at Harvard, Harvard University, because it's hard to get into. <laughs> there have been <laughs> there have been times when we've maybe said that we're different kinds of gay guys. George is, mm. I we've argued culturally gay. You know, he likes going to the theater. I, me, I can't touch the stuff. But no, any kind of artifice is immediately turns you off. You say, <laughs> "Be real." <laughs> I say, it's time to be real. Every play you've gone to, you have walked out because you thought it was dishonest. And I'm grabbing people on the street and I'm saying, you know, they're lying in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's paying for this box of lies. Mm. Um, and let's see. Oh, and George is an incredible uh, comedian. We, mm. if we're, we need to say the basics. You are also an incredible comedian. There's no getting around the fact that we are both comedians. And that is something we fight against every single day of our lives. Sometimes... I feel like comedian is like, it's like a slur. <laughs> well, it's a slur. And it's also just like, you don't need, it's almost like we don't need to be like, oh, and George is gay. Like, it's like rare. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's a given. Like he's, I, I think it's a given. Maybe not. Who knows? It's true. I mean, there's still time. Yeah. And I can grow in infinite ways in the future. Including sexually. <laughs> so that's, I think that's pretty yeah. much your deal. And to, and the other side of the coin is what you, what you were about to say was uh, you feel I am more culturally gay and you are more sexually gay. 
Yeah. Which actually dovetails perfectly into me now describing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, the, again, this this is all, you know, we make ourselves into cartoon characters for, <laughs> for, 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 for our hungry hippo audience that just wants to be entertained. They don't see us as people. No, they, they tear us, us they, they down. They dehumanize us at every turn. Every time they press play, it physically hurts because I feel myself being reduced more and more. <laughs> it's very Gaga Mitras. It's a it's commentary on being yes, eaten it's, alive. It's commentary. You know, of course, Lady Gaga's career is a commentary on the concept of fame. Our career is a commentary on being a kind of up-and-coming but not yet famous Brooklyn-based comedian. Yeah, it's sort of testing how far you can take that term. How far can you be up-and-coming? Before you're just, um, you never really took off. Yeah, you never, yeah, you, it was all an illusion, a perfect illusion in, in Lady Gaga. Well, it words. wasn't love. It wasn't love, that's for sure. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll find the cure. Uh, so Sam, you know, to me, uh, how do I describe... My snatched eight left no crumbs co-host <laughs> Sam Taggart. I guess the 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 gay thing. What I love about Sam is that he has this sense of joy about, quite frankly, so many things. Uh, one of the things is I love you. You kind of come alive in queer spaces in a way that mm. I find so inspiring. You know, you you love. You are the you are one of the leaders in creating a chosen family. <laughs> you really put the concept of chosen family on a map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we recently went on vacation together, and it was the two of us and two other gay couples. And you refer to it as a straight vacation because it was not in an explicitly gay uh, destination. So that's that's the kind of ethos that we're working with. I I think you know in terms of the sexually gay thing that we were talking about. I think you have such a joy when it comes to I'll say it. Horniness. Yeah, yeah, I really do. You lean look into around it. and you are and you are so happy. I Just mean, that bodies are all around us. <laughs> I mean, the this podcast is bait for me sometimes. Like mm. when it's like we're describing like straight things, and I do feel like it'll be like sweatpants, and it's like yeah, but aren't those really hot? Like long underwear, right. and it's like yeah, it's kind of hot. Well, a common theme is we'll be talking about something as kind of an example of something so straight it's depraved you know like something mm-hmm. like it can be the military it can be uh you know kind of like uh, politics uh it, you know things that traditionally you think we'd roll our eyes at and then at some point sure enough like clockwork sam will be like yeah but it's kind of hot <laughs> and it's just the truth it's just the truth it's just the truth uh, sam can find homoerotic subtext in uh, you know on an empty index card <laughs> Okay, that's a poll quote. <laughs> um, and, then, and then the other thing I'll say, you know, in terms of our dynamic is to me, I'm like, you are improv. You are you are Tim Heidecker. You are sure, sure. like uh, Tim Robinson. <laughs> and then I'm, you know, uh, I think who's who, who am I? Your cultural commentary, your um, cultural commentary. You're bringing um, George Carlin. You're bringing um, some some truth yeah. and some heft. Yeah, and honey, some... I have opinions about organized religion, and I'm not afraid to, to, <laughs> to get them out there. And if you don't like it, you can turn it off. Yeah, you're bringing, you're bringing Bill Maher. <laughs> I'm bringing Bill Maher. So far, we have established that I'm a, a right-wing Republican, and I'm giving Bill Maher. <laughs> well, I also want to say, in the dynamic, also talking about this, gay, this straight... Uh, vacation we went on with two other gay couples yes of course talking about me saying that it was straight there was also an element that proves part of your thing where I asked you to recommend me a book in the bookstore and the joy oh, yes. that was on George's face 
It was incredible buzzing around this little bookstore. It was really one of those things where I had been waiting my whole life specifically for us to be in a bookstore at a straight wedding or not wedding destination, <laughs> at a straight vacation destination. And for you to turn to me and say, I want, you know, I want you to recommend me a book. And I said, what kind of book are you kind of in the mood for? And you said, just something that all the girls are talking about. <laughs> I said, you I wanted wanna, a buzzy book. I wanted to be part of the conversation. Yeah, you wanted. And, and I, I had never felt so close to you as I did in that moment. <laughs> and then I'll say this. And again, not to uh, reduce each of us to such a base level stereotype. But then I, similarly with you, was asking you, where can I get a good Speedo? <laughs> Oh, and they're out there, Because baby. I said, you know, talk about something I have put off for so long is I still have not ever bought a real a Speedo that I am happy with, that I feel confident in, and that I am able to wear out, I'll say it, in public. Well, and this is, and I told you, a Speedo is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey. You're always looking for new ones, and they're, they all fit a little bit differently. And so you're going to have to buy a bunch and see which ones work. It's tough. It's tough, of course, because I have such a thick, juicy ass. <laughs> I would, I and uh, that's almost, I think, what brings us together is both of us have thick, juicy asses. That actually is true. That is kind of true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thick and juicy in different ways. You're, you know, yours is thick and juicy in kind of an athletic way. He, she's doing squats. Mine is thick and juicy in kind of a whoa. Where did that come from? Way. <laughs> no, it's it's so beautiful to point out what makes us different and and also what makes us the same. <laughs> oh my god wow i mean i feel very good about this as an intro i mean i think if you don't get our deal by this point i mean if you've stuck around this long one fully respect and we do owe you ten dollars on venmo yeah we owe you a drink next time we see each other <laughs> well well only i'm not getting anyone a you know novelty cocktail <laughs> no and honestly you shouldn't be getting those anyway I agree. Actually, this is something I've been thinking about recently. You know what's fully out for me? Literally signature, like, not signature cocktails, excuse me, craft cocktails. That's like a menu and they all have different names and they're called like day at the beach, comma, but you're with your mom. They're so completely out that I they're can't so out. believe it. Yeah. When I see a restaurant hand me a menu with like a list of their own drinks, I'm like, no, no, quite frankly, I don't want that. I want a martini or something normal <laughs> i also what why do i like who is this why do i trust this bartender where why is do I trust this bartender and and also like are we children like these are like right. sh they're 100%. always sugary they're always like with too much stuff and it's like literally all of them are named after children's books you can't convince yes. me otherwise they're literally all called like the slutty pig they're literally all harry potter characters they're all harry potter characters <laughs> and no i will not be having the hermione granger <laughs> I'm 31. I don't care how much mezcal you throw in there. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get the damn rosemary sprigs out of it, I don't want oh, it. Oh, you want you want to put me in the position of having to say the words not too sweet? I don't think so. I don't that think put, so. I, suddenly suddenly that is to place that pressure on me? Ugh. It makes me sick. It really it really and it often actually quite literally makes me sick. It'll make my stomach hurt. I think it is all about classic to order a Manhattan, to order a martini, to order a glass of red, a glass of white. Yes. That's 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 you know, that's all I and and again, this is actually to bring it back to straight culture, it is so straight to be so desperate for novelty that you are naming your cocktail, you know, the pig with two faces. Yeah. There's something about Honestly, with Nori Reed, trust issues. You don't trust that people will understand you if you show exactly. them your true self. It's 
signature cocktails are fear-based responses and should be eradicated. Yeah. And they are actually like, they're a misguided individualistic response to a systemic problem. <laughs> Just because you feel uncomfortable in the world doesn't mean you need to create a new cocktail. <laughs> wow. I mean, talk about a sampler platter, darling. Talk about dear. a sampler platter. She should. And you know, I'll encourage everyone, uh, all the past episodes are on the feed. If you discover the podcast now, potentially via an ad, imagine imagine your luck that you have literally two and a half years of a, of a backlog to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many people in this world that wish they were you, so don't take that lightly. Truly, it's it's very it's very bingeable to use the language of Netflix's Stranger Things, <laughs> which I did watch, by the way. Wow, I know, that's crazy. I know that I is a show that I know in my heart and in my brain everyone watches i mean the the numbers are right there and yet when i actually do hear that someone watched it i'm shocked <laughs> the first two seasons are good and now i'm like stuck with it yeah yeah we also both have boyfriends that we talk about um i hope that's normal to bring up in this sampler <laughs> yeah, platter that's okay hopefully <laughs> hopefully they'll still be around by the time this airs oh say that <laughs> <laughs> so is is misha a um Stranger Things head? He kind of is. He's at least a completionist. And like, he refuses to like let it. Like, I would be like, I was kind of like, it's not good. I don't need to watch it. But he was like, well, I want, I need to finish it. And I'm like, okay. But it ends up bumming me out mostly because it's like, this used to be good. There used to be something to this. And now it's totally, they've they've lost it. But, (sighs) you know, love to see those little kids grow up. This is something I would think about a lot. This is my official policy proposal. When that show is over, those kids should return right back to school. <laughs> they should not be allowed to be in the industry. They should actually go back and finish school. They need to go to school. And they need to go to college, a good state school. Well, you know, Millie Bobby Brown enrolled in uh, Purdue. Really? Did you read about this? Yeah, she enrolled in online classes at Purdue in their human services department, which is like kind of, I mean, no offense to people that work in human services. You're obviously doing God's work. These are people that do like work at like drug treatment centers and, uh, you know, uh, do stuff around like family um, social services and things like that. But the idea that that is what Millie Bobby Brown would choose to study is so fascinating to me. That is fascinating. I mean, imagine you're going to the DMV. Suddenly there's Millie Bobby Brown snatched in a ponytail (laughs) wig. And she says, yeah, I'll take number 52 next. I mean, that's kind of a slay. I think that actually makes so much sense. Every actor should go into public service afterwards. And like Every, unglamorous, yeah. <laughs> non-political public service. It should actually be kind of like a mandatory military service. But for actresses, they should work at the DMV for one week. <laughs> the, the way that would fix so many problems. I mean, even just getting people to believe in America again. Imagine if you went to the DMV and Nicole Kidman was there. I have to say, I'm actually now realizing, you know, there are enough celebrities where if you really divided them up, they could basically run all our social services. <laughs> and that would really solve a lot of problems because you would have people with social power working for the government. I was just um, listening to an episode of Fresh Air where they were saying that <laughs> the IRS is no longer auditing like the super wealthy. So they mm-hmm. end up auditing a lot of like middle class and poor people because they are afraid because the super wealthy have such crazy means of evading taxes that it's not even worth it. But imagine if the IRS was literally manned by George Clooney. He knows what to do. <laughs> I mean, that would be huge. That would be so helpful. He'd be like, because he knows he's friends with them. He'd be like, actually, could you look into my friend? Yeah. Who is like a billionaire? It seems yeah, like- people- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the old employees of the IRS are like, God, I, you know, this person, I don't know what they're, I, I don't know what they've been doing. All the accounts are locked. George Clooney is like, oh, I'm on close friends. Let me check. 
Yeah, he's like, yeah, he just posted, I'm doing tax evasion. On close, <laughs> yeah. no, he on just posted, friends. I'm not doing tax. He just posted, <laughs> he just posted, avoiding taxes this year again, LOL, LMAO. <laughs> anyway, what's what's the move tonight? <laughs> and what's the move tonight? Who's going to, the, to Chateau Marmont? <laughs> what are the good Italian villas right now? <laughs> I mean... Do you think we explained? Yeah. One more thing you need to know about our podcast is that we talk about making the podcast while we make the podcast. And thank you for saying that. And that is essential. And so for this, as we wrap this up, I want to say I'm happy with um, what this is. I think both of us, you know, it could have been structured better. I think both of us were sort of like, let's just dive in and just start to try to explain ourselves. And so maybe if you were like, that was weird and clunky up top, it's like, yeah, we were figuring it out. Yeah. And also like, who are like, also calm down. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is a free episode. There's no reason to like, we didn't ask for feedback. <laughs> and if you don't like it, maybe keep that to yourself. Yeah. That's There's a- many other podcasts out. You can go listen to The Daily. You can go listen to the A24 podcast. Um, you can potentially go listen to our favorite podcast, The Slate Culture Gap Fest. Yeah. Oh, we have to have them on. We, we need actually- to have them on. That's a good note. We actually could now. Yeah. And let me say another thing about this is, as Sam said, we talk about the podcast while we make the podcast. We think it makes it more authentic and honest. And those are the two things we are always in search of is mm-hmm. authenticity and honesty. That and the perfect bottle of Pinot. Woo! <laughs> uh, but here's what I'll say. You know, we are, yes, at a crossroads. We had two and a half years of self-producing the podcast, growing it organically, almost almost intentionally trying not to make money, losing money at every time. Act- actively losing income. Actively losing money. Uh, we almost had, I would say, a pri- it was a point of pride that we felt so DIY, so punk rock. And we are now, as of this season, we're part of a network. There will be ads on the podcast. We have a, 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 an incredible producer, Olivia, who is who is helping us out. So it is we're in a transitional phase. Yeah. In some areas, we seem DIY and punk rock. And in other areas, we seem like business bitches making seven figures a year. <laughs> That's because we're transitioning from the former to the latter. <laughs> And um, one more thing you need to know is we have no morals. No morals. Oh, we'll do anything. Yeah, I think it's we're happy to have you on board the journey. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been it's been really from yeah. independent to iHeartMedia and Big Money Players Network. And I do want to give actually a special thanks, if I may be earnest for one second. Please, I and love one that. thing we do if you if you want if you go back to our um to our old episodes. You'll see that twice a year we do something called an earnestness bonanza where we drop the act and answer listener questions. And I want to channel that for just uh, just one second here and say from the bottom of my heart, and I speak for both of us when I say we are so grateful to everyone that has been listening, whether it's from the first episode or whether from the second season or whether from a few months ago or a few weeks ago, we are so grateful. We still can't believe anyone listens when we see people at live shows or or around around Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> It uh, brings a smile to our face, and, and 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 we both genuinely don't even don't even know how to how to react. That uh, at how grateful uh, you know that's how grateful we are is it's what I'm true. trying to say. It's true. And then the other thing is that I think one of the ways that we are trying to be a little more professional <laughs> is we used to always say when we had a guest we never plug anything that they're in <laughs> and we don't even say what they are i mean we have had guests that were actively in the actively promoting projects when they were on our podcast and we did not mention them a single time and i think we're going to try to be a little better about that and i think we'll start by promoting our own work a little bit and i'll say that if you are interested in more stradio lab 
We have a Patreon, mm-hmm. which you can find at patreon.com slash radiolab. And we have an upcoming live show at City Winery in New York City. This is the first time we've had live shows before, but they've always been at the Bell House. This is the first time we're going to be at City Winery. And that is on September 24th. It's a Saturday. And the link to tickets is in our is in our socials. Yeah. Just to the non-plugging thing. We really thought it was funny to actively not plug anything, and then um, later it started to feel. I started to feel guilty. <laughs> well, because in the beginning, especially when we didn't have listeners, it was like, well, plugging wouldn't do it. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's I was not like, why like, would we plug? We don't think we're like important. Why would we plug? It, it, it feels so stupid to be doing the first episode of a, of a podcast and be like, please follow our guest uh, Charlie Bardet to, to, to mention someone that was one of our first guests, like please follow our guest Charlie Bardet on Twitter and Instagram. And it's like, well, seven people are listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. But now we'll say, hey, please follow Charlie Bardet on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow Charlie Bardet (laughs) at Chunk Bardet on Twitter and Instagram. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Do you think we nailed it? I think so. And I'll say this. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sure. Is that too far? Maybe maybe that's that's one step too far. Yeah, but for now, I think we're okay. Okay, you, okay if, don't review us for now. If you're moved, if you're so moved. If you're moved, but also, like, it's not a big deal if you don't. We're not, like, talent. Don't be like, uh, they told us to do this. Just be like. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. be like, if we if I'm feeling it, feel no. it. But No, and. and uh, but please, one thing is we don't ever want negative criticism. <laughs> no, please don't reach out with negative criticism. If you find our voices annoying, if you think I sound, quote, condescending and shrill, uh that's something you should keep to yourself yeah it doesn't really help because unfortunately our voices are staying the same and um if anything they're getting more annoying by the second that's true uh, honey you don't have to tell me i listen to this podcast and i say oh that's what i sound like god bless okay that's too much we can we don't need to do that <laughs> self-deprecating we can calm down all right well we are the best podcasters in the world and welcome to the island of misfit toys in the words of Emma Watson and the perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> this is Radio Lab. Bye. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? 
Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.